0: Alright, and welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers Podcast. Before we talk about Ethan Stick, before we talk about Ethan, what is it, Ethan e- Stick, god dang it, and the Eagles meltdown here as we're recording right as they start the second half. A big reason why our upload schedule has been a bit delayed this week, or big reason why our upload schedule has been delayed is because, Brandon, you and I are dealing with holiday hours at grocery stores and shoe stores. Can we talk to people about... How nuts the holidays are for these stores, really quick, from oh. from a, from, a, from a from a from like a point of view of a, a salesman or a retail person, because I just want people it's, to understand the opposite side of this. It's nuts.
1: It's uh, people don't realize is like we we literally, even though you know, especially if you're working part time, it's like you know you might work only four or five hours a day. But during the holiday season, it feels like you're working double that.
0: It and always feels like you're working double that.
1: And and sometimes you are working double that because they have they have no other help. So, uh, you know, you're dealing with all that pretty much all day long because it's if four hours in a grocery store or a any retail job feels like a fifteen hour shift. Yeah. Um, and it just I mean. When you have so many people coming in and out of your stores, and you have so many things to keep track of while you're working, that four—that's one thing. That that four hours, I feel like fifteen hours. By the time you're done with it, you're toast.
0: You're you're ready to go to bed. You're done. Yeah, like it's unbelievable.
1: It's literally happened to me every. Like, thank God I had off this week.
0: And God, God bless you and your brain.
1: Yeah, like honestly. I, I, I needed that break so bad. It's not even funny. I. I literally could not have, you know, needed, like, had it at a more crucial time in my, in my, mostly my season, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, right before Christmas, I mean, the next two weeks are supposed to be hell, but yeah. well, I needed a break in December. I got my break in December. I, I used it wisely. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go back, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm just happy that I got some sort of time off uh and that you know now i can kind of get back to that to that grind and then the good thing is we have off on christmas christmas falls on a monday so i still got a three-day weekend anyway yeah and the
0: nice thing is we're actually recording on christmas which is gonna give us a nice break recording always gives us a nice break Mm -hmm. um and with that uh oh my god brandon just go we literally i was not expecting to record at 10 o'clock eastern seven o'clock pacific for eagles cowboys i really thought we would be recording around nine pacific 10 pacific bro what's what's happening here just go off
1: it's it's the most embarrassing like i don't care what level you are when you when you play football i don't care if you're five years old playing pop Warner, or whatever it is or if you're you know 65 playing in a flag football league you know somewhere out in the middle of the desert you need to play better f- i don't care what who you are what you are this is the most pathetic display of football not just this week last week most pathetic display of football and and my probably in NFL history your defense has given up 10 straight drives worth of points. Mind you. And, and not We're just not even in the second drives.
0: half. We're just recording this when the second half is starting. Might get worse. It probably will get worse before we're done here.
1: It's it's definitely gonna get worse. Uh I listen, I gave Jonathan Gannon crap and I still hate that man. But but Sean Desai is literally probably the worst coordinator in Eagles history. And Brian Johnson's right behind him, and they they both coach on this on the same exact team this year. So it's it's ridiculous and also ridiculous that this team still, after fourteen weeks, and it's funny because Nick Sirianni said that he saw the run the ball signs outside of the Novacare complex back on was it Monday or Tuesday, and you still don't run the football like. And then I hate when people say, oh, you know, they they, they get paid the they, they get paid millions for a reason. They know what they're doing. Do they?
0: Are we Do sure they? about that? What have we talked about they? week after week? Are we Do sure they?
1: about that? Because I said the same thing since week two. That this team doesn't know how to run a football, doesn't care to run the football, and doesn't care to have any creativity in its offense, does not care to do anything correctly defensively, doesn't doesn't force turnovers. This team is not a professional football team. This team is not even a college football team. This is a Pop Warner football team at best because that's how they're playing. They can't tackle, they can't defend, they can't get off the field on third and long, they can't, they can't get more than two yards every every play on offense. So they're gonna end up punting in like 30 seconds every single drive. Like like what what, what happens? Like what what you at this point? What do you do? And then I you know I hear people saying oh we're still 10 and 3. Yeah well I would have felt a lot now that loss to the jets really hurts because now I'd be fine with two straight losses like this if you were if you were eleven and two, instead of being ten and three. Because now at eleven and two, you would have had the one seed basically wrapped up because you have four straight weeks coming up of more or less easy football. But now that you've got blown out two straight weeks, now I'm not even confident they beat Seattle next week, especially if you. Oh if Geno- no
0: no 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 no! Did you see what Seattle did against the Niners? Yeah, it was better. But this, so look. There's some really bad defenses in the NFL, and we get to the more bad ones than Seattle and 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 Seattle, Philly, and even the Chargers, which we talk about week after week. We're gonna get to some worse ones here shortly, but I I see you guys I see you guys blowing out Seattle. I see you smacking them. I I don't see bad. I don't see a way that Drew Locke is not gonna throw for 300 yards. Hell, Geno is not even gonna do that. I
1: wouldn't be so sure what DK Metcalf there if our DBs can't cover. DK
0: is going to get <laughs> suspended. He, well, then, okay. I'm sorry. Maybe, I'm sorry. Maybe. I'm sorry. After seeing what DK did today, and I understand that, like, he's the second one, right? And he's not the one starting all the fights. Bro, you can't lose your cool like that. You can't. We're going on to the Seahawks game now a little bit. But, like, bro, you can't. How, how many games... Has there been where you you would have you would have a maybe a better sense of it than I do living here in Seattle? How many times do you turn on a Seahawks game, Brandon, and see and see DK Metcalf get in a fight this year? How many times have you turned it on and seen it?
1: I mean, he's gotten into. I mean, a lot, I mean, he does get into a lot of fights.
0: That, that's what I'm saying. It feels like it's been like six or seven times this year.
1: Yeah, it's, the- it it feels it, it literally feels like it's every other game.
0: It, it, it and I get it. He's frustrated. I get it. It's a rivalry game. I get it. But at some point, the NFL has to step in and be like, "Enough's enough," and suspend him. And I love DK Metcalf, but this is not okay. This is not like, and and that's part of it for for Seattle here too. And I know that they were the sideline reports were talking about it, and or Aaron Andrews actually was talking about because obviously his number one team today. She was talking about it on the sideline report. It's like how like leaders on this team like Tyler Lockett are like bro you need to slow down DK needs to be a leader this team is a young team trying to figure themselves out as much as you can talk about Gino being a leader and he is you know he's the captain for a reason on that team and I'm not dismissing his leadership on that roster I think Gino's actually been a great leader for that roster but he, DK is one of the leaders. How do you react as a young player, a first second year, third year player seeing that every other game? The NFL has its I get I get he's not the one initiating it, but he's the one escalating it. And I would make an argument that that's somewhat worse in this case. Do you agree with me?
1: I do. I god, it's just <sighs> when when i look at that when i look at at him you know like oh god it's didn't shane mention in our in our group chat about how you know dk doesn't dk doesn't start the fight but he finishes it
0: yes and that's right. what the nfl cares about they care about who finishes it yeah you, it, you, we, can, it, we can complain all day about it. stupid that the guy who finishes it gets suspended or whatever but that's how this league works yeah because the person who finishes it usually does the more egregious stuff
1: we always we always hear we always hear
0: you know like it, it, how many times
1: do you hear during a game when a player gets flagged oh you always hear oh they always catch the retaliation never the never the person that starts it it's like so if you like this is the if plan, players across the league know this they know this rule that if you retaliate they will throw the flag on you So DK has a problem of retaliation. So it doesn't matter if he finishes it. Like, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, you know, DK is not to blame. Well, yeah, he kind of is because he loses his temper
0: a lot. And the stuff that he does, I would make an argument, is more egregious than the first guy most of the time. It's it's
1: yeah because I mean like like he'll get shoved right after a play which is which is, which is normal
0: yeah. the guys big and physical of course you're going to get shoved it's football
1: Yeah like I I I don't want to <sighs> he's you know it's crazy he's such a physical specimen we know how how good of a player he, he is and, and and even when he when he can be when he's focused but just those mental lapses in his game where he gets into the where he just he just can't walk away from a fight without retaliating is what's going to kill just well it's already killed a lot
0: of his the, the perception of him and it's, it's, it's killed just, that it's, team it's killed yeah, that team's it, will to win football games cuz he's yeah. one of the leaders on this team
1: Yeah so when yeah when your when your leader is constantly getting into skirmishes like that that's that's not good that shows you how how much of a, in a bad way that this team, you know, is so. Uh, oh, apparently we have news. The defense actually got to stop.
0: I love wow. that news.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, and this is why I tell people this team is not going to win a Super Bowl. If you like the fact that we're celebrating a stop after basically 11, 10 or eleven straight possessions, are giving up points between two games.
0: Like, yeah, okay. Um, and, and I love how when we're talking about Seahawks Niners, we had to talk about DK. Because the Niners are really good. And they, they're always going to have tough games against Seattle minus the Thanksgiving game. I actually was more impressed with the Niners after today than I was last week or two weeks ago. But this game is not about the Niners. It's about DK blowing up, throwing his helmet on the sideline and breaking the helmet stand. Yeah, how am I to break a helmet stand? I've never seen that.
1: That's insane. I've I've seen players. I've seen players get close and they'll slam it onto the the helmet stand and it just and it kind of rattles around and then stays there. I've never just like he, he took his helmet it. and bashed it off, like he broke and it, broke it off. like that's. I'm sorry, that's not a leader. That's what a five year old does.
0: There you go. Like done. Thank you.
1: It's you know you can't say you're a leader of that football team, and you're having outbursts that only happen in pee wee football. Plain and simple.
0: It's unbelievable. Speaking of pee wee football, I I, I want to have an honest conversation about the referees this year. And it's not this year. I think normally, I think we had the same conversation around this time last year, doing the podcast with a previous employer. Because the thing that's frustrating me with the referees is that like flags are taking over these this, these games too much. Like way too many of these games are just flag fests. They're not yeah. entertaining. They're boring. And and then get like the Chiefs game today. I agreed with the offside calls, but I t- and and look, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are are more than deserving to be upset at the postgame press conference for it. It's it's their thought process. Their team. It's heat of the moment. That was one of the biggest games of their season. I I can totally respect that. I didn't I don't think they're right. But here's where I think they are right, Brandon. They are the two they're the biggest coaching combo. They're the biggest coaching player combo in this league, right? Coach quarterback combo in this league. Their words matter to the NFL front office, right? Roger Adele' is going to come in tomorrow and understand what they said in the postgame press conference. And it's going to matter, right? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow on every show, they're going to talk about it. Right. And while for me, I agreed with the call and I disagreed with what they said at the presser, the stuff that I do agree, which both of them said at the presser is that people are talking about officiating more than the actual games. And that's yeah. the, and that's the problem, not the call. And not the calls in any game this year, pretty much. It's the fact that we have to end every Sunday or Monday or Thursday or, in this case, Saturday, potentially, when we got the Saturday games this week coming up and over the next few weeks. The problem is we have to come on this podcast. Everyone has to do their shows tomorrow and not talk about the actual quality of what was a really great Chiefs-Bills game. We're going to talk about the officiating. And what freaks me out, before I go to you, here's the thing that freaks me out. Every year when we have to have a deep conversation about this, which is every year, and I think this year it's definitely been the worst it's ever been, what does this mean? Divisional conference and the Super Bowl might be determined by the officials. And we do not want that. I don't want to come on Super Bowl Monday when we do the Super Bowl pod and go, oh, the officials ruined this game. I can clearly see that happening this year more than any other year. So this has to get nipped in the bud now. I can't wait. We can't wait for the competition committee in July.
1: No, This has to
0: get talked about now internally with the league office on how to fix this problem. I don't know what's the right way to do it. I'm interested if you have an idea on how to do it. But I'm getting scared because I don't want the playoffs and the Super Bowl champion to be dramatically determined by NFL fan standards by officiating it's gross and it doesn't and it hurts the product and I honestly think it hurts shows like ours to do this every week
1: yeah because we're talking about the same things every week And it's like you know I'm I'm always somebody where I listen I'll complain about the refs in a game like every fan does but refs refs don't determine games I'm still a believer in that but my God, man! It's like every every single, and I still I still said this. I like I know there's gonna sound like there's gonna be a loophole around this, but I still believe in the last two minutes of a game, or basically basically last two minutes of a game. Uh, there there shouldn't be any like there should be like like flags should only be. I guess I mean it sounds stupid I guess I'm going to say it but flag should only be like initiated from the booth
0: I you if know they what? Cease. I I guess but the but the thing the thing is and this is something I say every year and this is something that I've tried to get people to understand is as we get further along in especially well, I'm going to say in the playoffs as we get further along in the playoffs especially the Super Bowl the NFL literally tells the officials hey call less penalties Because, especially for the Super Bowl, it's not just us, the hardcore fans that do a pod every week, the hardcore broadcasters like us that do pods every week. It's everybody. Everybody watches the Super Bowl, right? They want the players to play. And I think that's part of my problem this year is, yeah, some of the flags are really bad. And some of it is, I think, Shane has mentioned, like the fact these guys don't play in preseason. There's so many reasons why... I think flags are more abundant this year. I think it's the quality of play has been hurt throughout the league. We've talked about that week after week. The quality of just players has also, I think been somewhat diminished, which Brady has talked about. Um, Obviously him talking about like how it's a bit mediocre. I think from that perspective, he's correct. Uh, The reality of the matter, I think is that there has to be this sort of let it play clause a little bit. Yeah. Because, A flag fest is not football. We're not watching football. And as much as we want to call, you know, football as like football, football is also an entertainment product. We're also entertained by this sport. And the lack of the quote-unquote entertainment is hurt not only by the quality of the officiating in the games, but it's the quality of, again, as you've said, talking about it every week in shows throughout the week, of how officiating affects games, it's not an entertaining conversation to have. In fact, it's boring and it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, like it's, I I'm just a fan of like you know like like you know before I kind of really dive into that just a little bit, but I'm still a fan of the last two minutes. Just just let them play. Like
0: unless it, it's, you know, unless it's the most egregious fucking thing on yeah. the planet, let them fucking play, dude.
1: Yeah. That's I've always been that way. Unless unless it's so egregious that even a casual fan can see it. Let them play.
0: And I and I I'll be honest, I put the offside call on the egregious stuff. Cause that was offside. Like yeah. that like Chiefs fans go ahead and complain with us on Twitter or whatever, and that's fine. I, I'm actually happy that we're having a conversation about that because that was very close. I'm not upset at you if you come at us and complain about it. You're, you're more in right to do that because I was extremely close. But to me, I put that under egregious category because the reason why the, the the flea flicker worked, why? Because he had a step on his defender. A millisecond yeah. step is a difference between winning and losing a football game for yeah. a receiver. It just is.
1: We've, we've said it. We've said it. it's a game of inches. That's a game of inches right there. That that matters. Any Anything where it's a game of inches matters. Yes. So... Yes. You know, it's
0: And that's different just, than calling a holding. That's yeah. massively different. We're we're talking about yeah. two different things here. I just want to point that out. Continue, Brandon.
1: It's just like, you know, it's but it's so hard. Like if if we look at this, you know, once once the season or not even once the season gets, the once playoff get here, and we look at this as a whole, it's like how do we like we we can say all these different things on how to remedy it like for me I'm still a fan of what other people have said on social media and that's make these refs do post game press conferences and then make and make them, that, make
0: them be accountable in some yeah. way shape or form and yeah. even if and and yeah post game press conferences is a great idea but also this leads me into another problem that god bless JJ J. J. Watt Can I just say J.J. Watt's been one of the best members of the media this year? I'm glad CBS hired him. He's been fantastic. And a big reason why he's been fantastic is that he's just not afraid to call out the NFL. This guy works for CBS. The most, like, bland, and I love CBS, but they're pretty bland in terms of what they do in terms of studio stuff. J.J. Watt is out here on Twitter going like, hey... This guy is just protecting himself, and you find him fifty k. Like, bro, if you're gonna find NFL players for doing common NFL plays, what about finding the officials for calling bad plays?
1: I would love that. The only thing is, they're gonna complain that, oh, you know, we can't find the officials because they don't make a ton of money. So, how much would you really? How much could you find them for a
0: really bad call, or how, or you know, whatever it is? Like, it's brings up point number two full-time officials year-round training these guys some of these guys work as lawyers during the season Mm. why bro oh
1: big big news real quick (laughs) As as if it matters it doesn't listen it matters to me just for just for fun uh jalen carter scoop and score touchdown
0: okay at least the game is somewhat more close anyway do you see what i mean that's how we find officials. We give them salaries. We give them full-time employment.
1: Yeah. We can't yeah. we can't sh-
0: we can't keep these guys as part-time employees. It yeah. hurts the product.
1: Yeah. And they should. And I mean on top of that, make them full-time employees. That way they can train year-round to to spot things better.
0: Exactly. Jesus. How simple is like, this?
1: Like this the you know, the NFL makes so much money every year. And they can't figure out a way to have full-time officials that can actually train year-round. Like, would, like, would,
0: would you be willing to pay an official like a four-year, $30 million contract to officiate an NFL game? For how much money the NFL makes, I have no problem with that. Oh, absolutely. Or $5 million, or $10 million, maybe not $30 million, but you know what I mean. Pay these yeah. guys a, a few million dollars, or however many million you want to negotiate with the refs association and let these guys be full time. I don't care if you, you pay them millions of dollars. They deserve to get paid millions of dollars if they can get the calls right. You you
1: can literally you can give them a practice squad player's salary of like 550 grand a year or maybe like up to a million a year if they're really good. Like and that's perfectly fine cuz you can live off that. I'm so, just saying the like, refs
0: association should also come to the table and say, "Hey, we want proper salaries." The refs yeah. association can manage the salaries. We just with the NFL and the NFLPA, I'm down for that. Just give these guys salaries so they can officiate year round so we don't have to complain about this all the time. It's not a rem, yeah. it's not a, it's not necessarily a full remedy, but it's a step in the right direction. And how many years have we said it?
1: Like it's, it's just like, you know, for for years now, really, we've we've complained about refs, but it's just like this year for some reason has been just so egregious with. The amount of penalties that have been thrown and then picked up, and it's like not just not just picked up immediately, picked up like five minutes after the fact.
0: And you're wasting and, so, and you're wasting time on the game. An NFL an NFL game should not take three hours and fifty minutes or whatever just because there's a ton of fucking flags.
1: Yeah, you know it's it like not
0: it should not take an NFL game should not a ten o'clock or one o'clock game for you should not end. At the literal start of the afternoon window. With five minutes left in the game. Yeah. It shouldn't happen every week.
1: Like, it's it's just... It's so bad that... It, it's like, it, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be that. But, unfortunately, this is the reality that we live in. Like, I... God, I'm struggling to find the words for just, just, it's it, like, it's it, incom-
0: we, Brandon, it's incompetence.
1: It's, I mean, it's it incompetence. just, it is. yeah, it really is. It's, oh God, like, I'm just so disgusted that we have to keep talking about it because it's like,
0: uh, uh,
1: how does the, how does this problem get worse every year? And, and then this year
0: it's been the worst it's ever been.
1: Yeah. By it's a like, mile. It's like, and it's like, it's like they can, you know, you you could bring up some, you know, really, really like offbeat like stat to say, oh, it really hasn't been that bad. It's just NFL officiating has always been this bad. It's like, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't.
0: Look at the eye test. We're watching every game. Watch like, it. like,
1: like, it's not what, about statistics.
0: Pa- Watch the games.
1: In in past years, like you could count on maybe one hand, how many games throughout the entire NFL schedule had had double-digit penalties or more. Now it's like almost half the games every week have at least 20 penalties.
0: It's dumb.
1: Yeah. Like you're slowing the game down. You're picking, like you're picking up flags that you can argue shouldn't be picked up. You're, you're making egregious calls where like you're throwing the flag and nothing happened and it happened right in front of you. So how can you throw a flag when when nothing happened right there? And it's like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, like, but this is the whole problem this is it's 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 I'll mean a lot of it's on the refs because they, they you know to be at this level you have to do your job but you like you have to pay them full time they need to have year round training but then you also need to hold them accountable when they blow really bad calls in big games and and give it them
0: credit when they make good calls because yeah. again even even though i disagree with Andy Reid and Mahomes being upset at the refs and Mahomes saying that's the worst call he's ever seen and all this stuff it was clearly the right call but again what i agree with and I, and the ref should be rewarded for making a good call like that that's my point but again i'm gonna go back to this they needs to get done this week because your two your your biggest head coach player combo in the entire league just ranted about the refs for an hour in your post game presser yeah regardless if they're right or wrong what they're right about is the fact that the officiating's bad.
1: Like it's it's just you know, and the thing is, like I get Mahomes and Andy Reid being mad, right? But let's be honest, they they complain about flags every week.
0: And right, and that's that's you know. part of why we're talking about this. But but the NFL has to be consonant or consonant or whatever it is, sorry, bad word choice. Of the fact that regardless if they know they got the call right, you can't have your best head coach, your 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 leaders in the head coach quarterback combo, yell at reporters for an hour about calls. You just yeah. can't have that. Regardless if you think you're right or wrong.
1: It's, oh God. It's like, and the crazy thing is every week, like, like, like we keep saying, every week this happens.
0: It's just getting worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse.
1: Like, just I don't know how, how how much how much longer does this have to go on for, for, for it to change? It's it's
0: it's infuriating.
1: Like I, I just don't get it. I I I don't know.
0: And, and and again, this brings us too to another point is another reason the league is really bad. Quality of quarterback play has been atrocious this year.
1: Oh, it's been awful.
0: It's been Extremely so awful. bad. Like,
1: like every 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 single big name this year that you could name hurt. has had a, has hurt or has had at least a few awful, awful games. Every big name. So it's it's like just the the quality of play. It's like I mean, a lot of it is injuries, but man it's just God it's 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 just I don't know it's just like every week you know we're, we're like how are we subjected to especially like primetime games like we're subjected to like 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 last week you know CJ for the last part of that game CJ Bethard against Jake Browning now Browning had a great great game but still like that that's crazy that we're that we're you know, that we're talking about a matchup like that. Or, you know, we have games where, like, look at the entire half of the AFC quarterbacks are done for the season. Aaron, well, Rodgers wants to come back, but there's no point. So Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. Deshaun Watson done for the season. Uh, we've got uh, – We don't the, know how
0: long Herbert's going to be hurt. We don't yeah, know we how long no, Strout's going to be out.
1: Yeah. We don't we, – like, Who else is out for the season? There, there's others. Uh, but but our, our point is – uh, Anthony you know, Richardson's like,
0: out for the year
1: yeah it's there there's too many there's too many way too many and it's just you know like they like they talk about player safety like there's no way you can account for that like
0: I, but also you know, i and again i I'm trying to also be consonant with player safety that it's not just about the quarterbacks I'm not here trying to constantly protect the quarterbacks that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for player safety throughout. But the quarterback is still the most important position. And Brandon, the biggest lesson I've learned this year is teams need to value the backup quarterbacks they're picking up. Teams can't just draft a backup quarterback and not develop him.
1: Yeah, and hope it sticks. And
0: hope it sticks. These These guys have to have proper training so when they get in there, we're not rolling our eyes at it. At least guy at least guys like Gardner Minshew can go out there and play like a bridge starter. Yeah. At least. At least he can do that. And Colts games have been pretty fun this year. Maybe not a lot of you have watched their games with Gardner Minshew. It's been pretty good. It's not been that yeah. bad. <laughs> and and so and this is another thing too with that. Gardner Minshew's been playing quite well as a backup. You know, yeah. uh Pastor has been rough, but you know, he's been fun to a degree. The fact that 39-year-old Joe Flacco is probably – and that, again, he's starting the rest of the year. But 39-year-old Joe, Joe Flacco is one of the best true backups in the NFL right now is dumb. It's actually yeah. dumb. Yeah.
1: And th- th- this guy was, like, what, sitting at home a couple this weeks guy, ago?
0: This guy was sitting at home for 13, for 12 weeks, 11 weeks. And he's when yeah. we brought it, we brought him in to start, and I would argue he's actually one of the – best quarterbacks in the backup pool right now top two very yeah. least
1: oh yeah and you know but then you look the other you look, at, you look at all the other teams that have backup you know backups playing for them right now it's like how how many of them are really any good like like the gen listen now zach wilson's not a backup but
0: he is a backup he started the season as a backup he's in my backup pool yeah i'm counting him I'm, in there yeah i'm counting guys who started the year as a backup He's in that pool.
1: Yeah, like when I when I look at
0: you know, like let's
1: look at all the, let's look at, let's just look at all the quarterbacks that are injured this year. And then that, then Wait, that here we go. Perfect. Let's
0: let's talk about how many of them we think are actual bridge starting or really good backup QBs. Let's yeah. just talk so we've about got, that.
1: So we've got Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Okay, we have Zach Wilson. Zach horrible, Wilson, I think. awful. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, he had a great game today, but it's hard. He's still horrible. One game doesn't change that. We've got Joe Burrow with the Bengals. We've got Jake, so Jake Browning,
0: average. Might get better. Average. Might get better. Yeah, I'm actually okay with that. He's in the okay yeah. category. He might get and better.
1: Here's here's what's crazy for Flacco. He's not even the backup. He's what the third or fourth string because he had to. Fi- come no,
0: frick off. He's their fifth string.
1: He oh basically would have
0: started their season as their fifth string, basically, fourth or fifth. Yeah. He's their fourth or fifth quarterback they've played this year.
1: That's and and for him to do what he's doing, that makes it even more impressive.
0: And and can I also say I could make a legitimate argument to you, Brandon, that he's been better than Deshaun Watson this year, just from an eye test point of view, which is not yeah. saying much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're, you're you'd be right. Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson didn't have doesn't doesn't have a desire to play this game anymore, anyway.
0: Yeah, honestly. At least Joe Flacco um, was training and wanted to play. And yeah, for exact, what he's doing exact. for his position, he's not playing bad.
1: Yeah. So you have so you have you have that to to kind of hang your head onto when it when it comes to when it comes to him. Um, and you have, and so now you go to Anthony Richardson for the Colts. You have Gardner Minshew, very capable. He's capable.
0: He's a, he's a bridge uh, starter. He's an actual proper bridge starter.
1: Yeah, and having Michael Pittman is
0: definitely helping. Uh, yeah, but he's so always been good. that. He's always been a bridge starter. He's always been a yeah. great backup.
1: I mean, he, he he had he had, you know, some success as, as an actual starter in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, look, I'm not saying like with the Eagles last year he wasn't great. Look, every backup quarterback is not going to be amazing every game. But if you can be consistently average, that's kind of what we're asking for, and he's always been that. Yeah, and he's one of the fun. He's one of the most fun guys in every locker room. Every team would love a guy like him. Every yeah. team.
1: And then you have now we go to Ryan Tannehill, for the Titans. So now his backup
0: is uh, what is right, well is Ryan May- T- well Ryan Tannehill. Well, Mayo man's the starter, so Tannehill's now considered the backup pool. I guess yeah. he's a good backup. But I, I, I still think he's better than Will Levis right now. Will Levis is playing awful football at the moment.
1: Oh yeah. So, so that, I, that, I, I that, really, that that's that kind one, of a wash. But yeah. Yeah, that, that one we can kind of toss away. And now now well, we have we have we have Aiden O'Connell in Vegas taking over for Jimmy G.
0: Yeah, and, so, so that's also a wash. And I don't think Aiden I I and that's part of the thing with Aiden O'Connell. I think it's good they're letting him start the rest of the year. He's actually kind of improving. Not today. Yeah. We'll get to that Vikings game shortly, but yeah. he's I'm, he's improving slightly. He's he's yeah. he's not doing terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, and then we have you know we have the others like today. We know Justin Herbert and CJ Stroud. We don't know how long they'll be out for, but Davis Mills um, is a
0: proper starter, so I'm fine with that. Justin yeah. Stick played his first NFL snaps today.
1: That's wild. And, that's and, a, that's first. I th- I
0: believe it's his first. At least it's his first like multiple drive start. So I haven't seen too much of him, but the Chargers haven't been going off on him every camp saying he's been good. He was signed to a futures contract three years into his into the league. A futures Gee. contract. What are we doing here?
1: I don't even couldn't even tell you. We have
0: who else we have? Tommy yeah, okay, so,
1: yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's what I was getting to. We have Daniel Jones, that but then now Tommy DeVito, which so, I think
0: I think he fits in the actual proper backup category. Actually, at least he's fun.
1: Yeah, he's a fun story, and I mean, I, I love his story. Obviously, being a Jersey boy, um, and I, th- I, you know, I mean, he has what he has played pretty well for what he is. Yes. So. So, I mean, but that, that, but that's again, fine.
0: I think that's part of our key here, and I want people to keep that in mind what you just said for what he is. Yeah, that's that's kind of our point here. But you can continue.
1: Yeah. So we have him, and then well, I mean, we had Josh Dobbs in Minnesota uh, to take over for Kirk Cousins,
0: and then it, and then now it's 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 Nick Mullins.
1: Yeah. What are least. we doing here? Yeah. You, so there's, there's no way they can say they valued the backup position. And besides, Josh Dobbs is the guy they brought in because they had no other decent backup plan after Kirk Cousins.
0: And Nick Mullins is your backup backup plan, Mullins.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: We've watched Mullins play football for years. Oh,
1: jeez. And, and, and it gets it gets no better because, you know, now we have Kenny Pickett as a starter for the Steelers, and now we have to choose between Mitch Trubisky and, and Mason Rudolph.
0: Oh my god, it's all that's gross.
1: Yeah, and the, Trubisky looked look, like, look, look completely terrible.
0: He looked, looked awful. absolutely terrible. And then, speaking of that same game, we have I don't even know who's the starter, Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. What the hell are we doing here? Oh god, Bailey Zappi had a good game, but that doesn't change the fact he's not very good. And we all know what Mac Jones is this year. Again, I don't even know who's the starter, I think they're both backups.
1: Yeah, and God, the game's going on in the background, so I'm like splitting my focus.
0: Uh, um, I also want to mention Cooper Rush for the Cowboys is a proper NFL backup. It's pretty solid. Yeah. So yeah, I want to won, mention that from he won
1: them year. games, yeah. and he won them games. Yeah. So,
0: so I'm, I'm I know. I'm also want to make sure that we add him into the Gardner Minshew good backup category because he is one of the few good backups in this yeah. league, and that's and part of the, the reason. And that's part of the reason why. Uh, Lanth is their third string emergency quarterback it's part of yeah. the reason
1: and then that brennan now now that brings us to your favorite drew lock taking over for geno smith
0: he's not good <laughs> he's not good he's worse than geno smith which is saying a lot i like drew lock as a person but come on man what are we doing here
1: It's just, it's just not it. It's like, I, listen, he's you know, from what we heard from Shane too, because Shane has met him. You know, he is a good dude, but a good dude doesn't equate to NFL success. So, you know, I mean, he's he's that best serviceable, um, but do he's he, but he's still not, he's still not great. But even on, but still, what he for what he is, he's not great.
0: No, is there any more? Did we do everybody so far? I think.
1: And I think that was it. That's why he was the last one on the list. So I so, think I think he's he's it. So
0: here's my point, right? Drew, I think Drew Locke is a great case for this. And here's why he's a great case. Denver just shoved him to the side. Didn't develop yeah. him. Didn't care. And honestly, Jordan Love was in that for a while. But I think he actually developed a lot more behind the scenes on his own than we thought. So I, I would be very happy to see him start next year for Green Bay. I think he's definitely earned it. Um, yeah, because uh, I've actually been incredibly surprised, but I, I definitely can see him being the franchise QB, so I'm not including him in that because honestly, the development that I heard from the coaches, he's actually done a lot more development on his own than than we thought, uh, so I want to apologize for that, that was definitely wrong on all of our parts, but Drew Luck's a great case Denver just threw him over to the side I think same with Zach Wilson as well with, with New York it's like yeah, these guys are bad, but you can't tell me they can't develop into serviceable or bridge QB backups. I mean, Zach Wilson was a first round pick. How is he yeah. not like? I don't know. I just find it weird that teams are not valuing the position enough. They're putting guys who are they're putting young guys like a Zach Wilson who look was a first round pick, like a Drew Locke, who was I think an early second guys who are clearly capable enough to play in this league and just shoving them to the side, like they can develop with the right coaching. And then it brings us back to to what's the QB coaches doing? What's the offensive coordinator doing? What's the head coach doing to develop these guys? All I'm asking with backup quarterbacks is can they be serviceable fringe quarterbacks when they start? And I think the answer to that question right now, and I think for the last few years, but especially right now, is no. Most of them are not. And that's a problem. It's
1: it's, it's a problem that just... It's almost like the ref's thing. How do you solve it?
0: <laughs> you solve it by actually giving these guys proper QB development and not shoving them off to the side.
1: I mean, most of these guys just isn't feel like that, they
0: get shoved off.
1: Isn't that what isn't that what we hope for? Like with, with the XFL and the USFL kind of merging. Like, don't we hope that that becomes like a developmental league for for players and QBs and things like that? But it's yeah. like, but in but in terms of the NF but in terms of the NFL teams, you know, while they have their own backups to worry about, you you need to just develop them and not just say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have you hold the clipboard and watch the starter.
0: And do nothing in practice but play scout team. Scout team doesn't help you that much. Yeah. If at all. If at all. And clearly it doesn't. It's just unbelievable. And also, part of it too is is engagement. Right? I think Gardner Minshew has always been engaged. Whatever team he's on, he's always engaged in what he does. Right? Yeah. And then... Yeah, he's always been. He's always been engaged. And then I think when you're looking at guys like Zach Wilson, who are clearly just not engaged in what they're doing and haven't been engaged for the longest time. Yeah. No, actually, right. That makes sense. So part of it is that too. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I'm going to stop the recording really quick, and we're going to be right back. All right. We're back. The capture just slowed down really quick there just wanted to make sure everything was good but but you agree with me right like some of it is the players wanting to be engaged with you know being a backup which some players just don't care to be like zach wilson but that engagement also comes with training it's a double-edged sword correct
1: yeah i mean because like when you look at when you look at so many backups it's like everybody's goal when you make the nfl is to make the the you know the 53 man roster but also to be a starter you you want to be a starter you want to play this game like you have you have backup quarterbacks that that want this as bad as a starter do so like I hate sometimes when backup quarterbacks get thrown into bad situations and they play bad and you know listen we sit there and we we critique them because it is what it is but it's not all on them if you like you you need to just you have to develop Everybody on your team. That's what makes a successful team. Like, I mean, look look at Philadelphia. Now, Nick, Nick, I'm going to bring that back to Philly because Nick Foles was a starter in Philadelphia. But let's be honest, that guy had had the talent just to be a backup. And I mean, he was a backup when he came here because his career he thought was over by the time he re-signed with Philly in, in 2017. So he thought his career. So he was a backup by that point. Now, Carson Wentz goes down. You figure they have no shot. But because he, because that they worked with him, because he had, he was familiar with the team and the system, because he basically had worked his ass off to till that point. To, I mean, he wasn't hoping to get a shot, obviously, because you know he, he didn't think he'd have to come in, but he did, and he excelled. So, you know, when you look at, you know, guy guys who there's there's plenty of backups who want it, and there's plenty who don't. Like obviously, we just said Zach Wilson doesn't want it, but. For the, for the guys that do you you like you need to you gotta give them the proper push, basically. You can't just sit there and say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna just treat our starters as the only guys on the team, and everybody else who gets drafted after or who gets thrown to a backup role or who's you know over the hills, we're gonna bring them in as a backup." N- no, you you can't just say screw that and let them let them just waste away. Waste away. These guys they want it as bad as the starters do. Um. So it's just you know you, you need to give them just the, the runway to 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 do what they have to do to to show you that they are not only deserving to be your backup but possibly a starter when you need them to be. You you need to give them every opportunity to do that. And I know pre, we talk about preseason. Preseason is the time to see that, but preseason doesn't show you that these, these guys are twos and threes playing twos and threes. So you know these aren't twos playing you know uh. The, the ones for half, at least half the game, that doesn't happen. So it's just it, it's a double edged sword because some of these guys, you know, it, you know, you know, you know damn well some of them don't care. Um, like to me, the first thing that pops up in my head because he just he basically got a free paycheck and just rode the bench for all of eternity was Chase Daniel. Uh, he was one of them.
0: Who's actually a really good commentator
1: right now hilariously yeah yeah but 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 as a quarterback you, you can tell he was just there to collect the paycheck um but you know but then you have like Gardner Minshew Gardner Minshew everybody who has, who has ever been around him in every locker room both Philly Jacksonville they, they, you know and now even in Indy they've said a lot of good things about him you know he's, he's a great team guy you know they love him there he's fun to be around like he, he actually cares it.
0: about the team to win, even if he's not starting, but especially when he is. Yeah. He I plays can. every week like he is the starter.
1: Yeah. He just wants it. Like, those are the guys you have to build them up because you never know when their number is called. We always, it's funny. In football, we always say next man up, right? But next man up doesn't work when you don't put any stock into the guys that are the next man up.
0: <laughs> and that's especially true for the quarterback position.
1: Yeah because they're the most important position on the field. So when you don't have a, a decent qu- backup quarterback and you're, you're sitting there saying, oh, we expect to win games, how can you expect – I mean, listen, you're going to say that because what else are you going to say? We have no faith in our backup? No. But, you know, if you're saying you expect to win games, you need to give these guys the chance, like, th- throughout practices every week and throughout just – you know, preseason and you know, working with them and filming and stuff like that. Treat those guys like they're equals of the starters. Like you know, That's
0: a good thought, let them, yeah.
1: Like, you know, it seems like too often in this league we treat the you know, listen, these guys are backups, like they're they're still making bank. They're making great good money. And
0: we're not talking about the money here. We're talking about the quality of play. The no, play. <laughs> I'm saying
1: but but, but but I'm saying that like you know like these guys are in the league for a reason. Well, not most. Like, listen, like Tim Boyle shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> obvious. Um, but, uh, like, I would say most of these backups are in the league because they earn the right to be. Yes. Like their quality of play is not going to be like of the starters, but at the same time, you need to give them. Like I keep saying, the, you need to give them the ability to try to. But the, the you don't know what their potential is if you don't grow them to try to to alongside your your starter. That's, why I was also telling, that's also why why you see a lot of times when you have a QB controversy, it's never a good thing. People always say, "Oh, it's a good problem to have if you have two good quarterbacks or whatever it is, two good receivers battling out for a number one spot, whatever it is." No, it's not. You you need to have, like it can be to, to to push the starter to do to do better, but it's it's not a good thing because then all of a sudden you know you're kind of in this dilemma where. A, you gotta make a real tough decision, and B, most of the time when you see it, like look, like, look at what the Patriots are doing between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi.
0: They're ruining a, both of their careers.
1: Yeah, it's it's horrible mismanagement, horrible, horrible, because you're you you literally killed Mac Jones's confidence because you can't draft and you you don't you don't even try to work with him, and then you have Bailey Zappi coming in who's who's. You know, now that Mac Jones's confidence is shot to all hell, you have him coming in, and he's just playing with house money. He's loving every minute of it, and he's—I he, mean, against the Steelers for one half of football, he, he completely killed them.
0: Well, the, my point, my point with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi is, I—I do think they can both be serviceable starters under the right leadership. Yeah, and the leadership yeah, in New like, England's terrible. These yeah. two don't deserve to be in the same locker room. They need to be in separate locker rooms. With separate coaching staffs to help them both develop, because I think honestly, Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones are both NFL QBs. Yeah,
1: and it's like, what do you do? What do you do with the situation in? Because remember, we we have a down season with Bill. Well, not a down season. This is a bad season for Bill Belichick and company. But now, what do you do with like the Steelers, who have this culture of we are the stewards, we are the standard, we are this. You know, Mike Tomlin being you know hard
0: nosed, all this stuff.
1: What do you do? Because their quarterback room is a mess. And and
0: by the way, I don't think Kenny Pickett's very bad. I just, I think he's actually a starter. I think he's a franchise quarterback. I think we've seen that points this year. That offense is atrocious.
1: Yeah. Awful.
0: It doesn't help him at all. Yeah. It gets him hurt is what it does. Because that's what it did. It's, it's just, it's like,
1: I mean, how many teams can we check off here? that that have poor mismanagement of their quarterbacks
0: almost half like, the league maybe
1: yeah probably probably half the league i, I mean, that's all i could really i, I mean i mean the bottom the bottom teams come to mind but you know but especially the teams that don't have their starters right now but like i mean even a successful team like you know even when you have teams who are still like it's crazy the Browns could have just could have just really gone in a real bad direction by by not putting any stock in their backups. And for what it's worth, like you know, P.J. Walker was there. He wasn't great, but but I mean, P.J. Walker was was still. I mean, he won them a damn game against the Niners.
0: Yeah, I think he's still serviceable, and I think D- DTR is going to have room to grow in that system. Yeah, like I and absolutely now, think now so. Flacco's yeah, and now Flacco's there, and he's
1: he's for I mean, for what he is, he's balling out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: so. You know, and it's crazy. They're they're finding ways to win. They're an eight and five football team. With with they absolutely... might make the
0: playoffs with Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco is... might start a playoff game in twenty in the beginning of twenty twenty four. What are we doing? Yeah. I like it, that's but crazy. what are we
1: doing? That's crazy because that's usually a franchise that has had the the biggest history of gross mismanagement. And even this year, you had gross mismanagement with giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, you know, I I I with this like but the quality of football just I think I think that's the title of this podcast. Just what is the quality of football?
0: It doesn't exist.
1: Because we we've talked about the refs being being atrocious,
0: the QBs being about, mess and being mismanaged. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, it's it's like this is on and we came into this season like thinking that, you know, this season wasn't going to be great cuz we kind we we kind of we, in the, in the we looked
0: at the schedule, and we're like, the schedule is not the best thing in the world. They didn't pick great matchups on national TV. I didn't think it was going to be this bad.
1: Yeah, like, no one saw that. Like, we knew it wasn't great, but it was not going to be, you know, we didn't think it was going to be, like, this bad, where it's like, this is why we say every week when we do the games of the week and the pot cookies and all that stuff, it's like, we're, we're all sitting there moaning and groaning, because it's like, this is horrible football. <laughs> This is horrible. But like, that, was this
0: is, to, that was supposed to be our best segment because it's a fun segment. Not because it's funny. But it legitimately is uh, a funny segment. I also, speaking of pot cookies, we are going to hand out an award for pot cookies game of the season. And I think we said a couple weeks ago there was a game that won the award. We have the game that won the award. Unless uh, we have another game that ends in a 0-0 tie. Vikings Raiders, you won the award for pocket keys game of the year. What the hell was that? 0 yeah, 0 for four quarters. I skimmed through most of that game because I couldn't bear watching it. What what Jesus. are we doing here, man? Why are we subjecting Devonte Adams to this shit? What are we doing, man? Like that's the only thought. What are we doing? I literally felt like I was watching ninety minutes of like, I don't know, uh, Southampton and Brighton and Holvavian for Good ninety Lord. minutes. If you guys yeah. understand the Premier League, that's literally what that shit was. Yeah, I-, I can't believe that 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 happened in front of our eyes for three hours today.
1: That's like, like I, I don't understand. Like, also too, like I get fans wanting to go to games, right? But if you're a fan of those teams, why would you go to a game like that? I mean, listen, you didn't expect to see, you know, what you saw. But let's be real. It's the Vikings. It's the Raiders. It's the battle of two of
0: probably the two dumbest- bottom barrel NFL teams with yeah. bad ownership and bad management.
1: Yeah. Like, 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 why would you want to go?
0: And I, well, like, also, and I also have another question for you fans who went to the game. I understand it might have been a little bit more expensive, but I don't think it was that much more expensive. Why didn't you go to the in-season tournament? I bet yeah. you there was people who chose this over the in-season tournament. What's I, wrong I with you guys? I,
1: I don't see how you could choose it. I don't see how. I don't I don't see how. Because, my God, man. Like, listen, I get being a diehard fan. I am one myself. Even I turned off the Eagles game in the second quarter.
0: Well we the podcast at halftime because we're we're done.
1: Like like even I can admit when the team is terrible. Like, I don't care how much I to – listen, I'm gonna die hard, but I'm not gonna sit there and subject myself to pain and torture for three, four hours.
0: At it's the same and you're paying three hundred to four hundred dollars. That's how much yeah. these games cost on average. Like why like, are on, you subjecting on, yourself to this?
1: Honestly, like the best thing you could do, like listen, you don't wanna you don't wanna say you wasted money. But at that point, when you're watching a game like that, or with with me in the case of watching the Eagles, if I'm in the if I'm in the stadium for those games, and I know it's over, I'm taking a nap. I'm You're really paying, paying
0: really gonna... four hundred bucks to take a nap. Yeah, that's what you're doing.
1: Because it's either that or I walk home. You know, but a disappointed. You know, I drive home disappointed. I leave the stadium early, disappointed. I should say, and I'm out. And I'm out four hundred bucks. I might as well just sit there and take a nap that point i'm still on my seat it,
0: like it's, it's uh i yeah no i i the bucks game last week was on blackout and i actually was very happy it was oh, that thank was you terrible. Thank, thank you bucks fans for not going to that game thank you guys
1: Jeez. yeah they're they're smart i like it's crazy there's panthers fans right that will still go to a panthers game even though they are they are now one in 12 like I, why they're, they're, like why would you bro Like, ask for a refund if possible. (laughs) Do the team. Like, do something, please. Like, because my God, I could not imagine sitting there through that. Through that hell.
0: Through Vikings Raiders and realizing in the back of your mind that over the course of the entire weekend, even, even Lakers Pelicans, which was an awful semifinal, was a way better game than this. Just because it's a semifinal, you're enjoying the atmosphere of it. This whole weekend, the NBA in-season tournament, which we'll get to in our post-credit scene, was fantastic in Vegas, and you decided to go to this game over that. Maybe, why, bro? Yeah, just Even why? If it's I mean, it's like, like why?
1: Even if you're not a fan of the teams playing, your money is better off spent on that than going to that to, to the the Raiders game.
0: Just unbelievable. It's it's so bad. I
1: can't like. Yeah, I, I already. Yeah, I know what the title this pod is going to be. Quality of play sucks.
0: <laughs> Just, Just unbelievable, man. Like wow. like
1: like. Honestly, I I, w- I wish I really wish. I mean, listen. I know the NFL wouldn't make money this way, but I really wish that there was a way for fans to ask for a refund <laughs> on a game like that.
0: If there's any game that deserves a refund in the history of the NFL, it's Viking It's Ridge. that one.
1: It's that one.
0: Like, it was 0-0 could, like... with three minutes left in the game. Oh what the God. hell?
1: And then we also had a pooch punt.
0: Yeah, and we had a pooch punt at it. the end of the game. They decided oh. not to score an extra three points. They decided to pooch yeah. punt it, and by the way, the Raiders almost could have returned that for a touchdown. If you watch that closely and watch like the back of the, the back view, the Raiders could have scored. Can you imagine how insane that would have been if the Raiders scored? Oh my and God. And the Vikings lost, they basically almost lost that game on a kicker pooch punt. What are we doing?
1: <laughs> they won a three nothing game because they made
0: one field goal. And yet,
1: Still could have lost it on a pooch punt by their kicker, not even their punter, their kicker. Like, uh, like it, it doesn't get more. It, if that doesn't tell you how bad the quality of play in general of the that the NFL has had like this year, how bad it's been, that doesn't tell you how bad it's what been. Will, I don't know what will? What get. will? What will? What will tell you? Because like, we, we've had we. How many moments this year have we just said, you
0: know, what the hell is this game? That one was that one was what the hell's going on. And I feel so sorry even for Vikings and Raiders fans that watched three and a half hours of that being fans at home on their couch. When there were actually better games than the one when the one slash four o'clock window on the East Coast. Unbelievable. And you know Unbelievable. And
1: you don't and you don't get that time back. <laughs> that's you don't that's get it three hours three hours you wasted.
0: That's three hours of a soccer match that you watched. Great job of a a bottom-tier relegation Premier League soccer match. That's what that was. Like, I'm being honest. That's exactly what that was. And holy God, I also realized something. Chargers-Raiders in Vegas Thursday night football next week.
1: Oh, The Raiders
0: go from losing 3-0 to playing possibly Easton Stick and the Chargers on Thursday night football. What the hell are we doing? I don't it's know. Unbelievable. Uh you ready to talk about something good?
1: Uh, uh yes, be- yes because uh the Eagles have had about four fumbles in this game and uh Devontae Smith just had the latest one. So AJ Brown fumbled, Jalen Hurts fumbled, Devontae Smith fumbled. Uh yeah, I hope I hope that team I don't I don't want to hear I need to hear some sort of positivity because that would be worst that would be worst played game in Eagles history tonight. So
0: there's still like 6 minutes left. All right, let's talk about something positive. And we're sticking with Vegas for the positivity. The in-season tournament was amazing. The NBA in-season tournament was one of the best ideas Adam Silver ever came up with. I'm glad that they waited to get this done. I'm glad they took their time to refine the process and figure it out. That Those knockout games, even the Pelicans-Lakers one, which was terrible, were fantastic. They all felt like Game 7 NBA Finals games. They were brilliant. Brandon, your thoughts?
1: It's funny. Going into the whole, what, the in-season tournament thing, going into that, I really didn't like. I mean, I listen. I'm still not a, really a fan of it, but I definitely don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to when it first, when the idea first first got like announced. you know announced announced, and then they started playing the games. I'm like, eh, I'm still not a fan of it. And then, as we got literally you know into the the knockout stage, you know, once we got to the quarterfinals and semis, I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Um. The games were competitive. There I I don't think there were I don't think there was a single blow. And if there was, maybe just like the, the one. only
0: one was Pelicans Lakers. Everything else yeah. is fairly close.
1: Yeah. So it's like that's that's a plus for the NBA. Um I mean, I don't like how they're how they treat it. I'm fine with them giving them like a, like an award or a trophy, whatever it is. I don't like how they treat it like it's the like it's the NBA finals.
0: I, and they pop campaign and the I, dressing I, I'm room. Gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm going to be honest about that. That's one of the things I actually enjoyed because here's, because <laughs> here's, because here's, here's something I, I want you all to understand about the in-season tournament. The players know it's goofy. The commissioner knows it's goofy. He shoved the kids off stage. And you know what, you know what he said when LeBron got the MVP, this is what tells you how the, how everyone thinks this is goofy. Do you remember what commissioner Adam Silver said when he announced his MVP. He said no, 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 no. You, Do you remember?
1: No, because okay. I didn't I didn't
0: watch that far. Okay, so he said he told Adam Silver told he's like he told LeBron, he's like, he's like, our our midseason tournament MVP is a guy who doesn't need another award, but he has another one and he has another championship. Also, LeBron, this doesn't come with a franchise. Your midseason MVP, LeBron James. Jesus. Of course it's goofy. But who cares? Let them have fun in the middle of the season. Why does it... It doesn't matter. It's goofy. It's fun. The guys won 500K. Every player won 500K. It's intended to be goofy and fun. Why can't we have that in the NBA? Why can't we have um, more of that in the NBA? It's great.
1: It's... Honestly, it's, it's funny because... Like... Oh, God. Like, it's just, like, I'm starting to warm up up to the idea of how it's all set up. And I think next year we're going to probably see an even better version of it.
0: Yeah, because people are going to take it more seriously, even the knockout. Even in the group play, they're going to take it more seriously, I think.
1: Yeah, but I think that, I mean, like I said, I'm still not a fan of it being, you know, like, them having a whole trophy presentation for it. I'm like, come on, man. This is like, you know. This is like the college basketball, like in season tournaments. Like nobody cares. Like, you know, it's it's not gonna, you know, it it doesn't make you know. It's kind of dumb because I mean, like, it doesn't move like, the human.
0: needle that much. It's just it's just cool.
1: Yeah, no, it's it. No, yes, yeah. See, I, I still think it's cool. It's Just that it's like I don't like the fact that it's like okay, so if you win that, you know, then if a different team wins the NBA championship, everybody's gonna be laughing at you because you can you're only winning the in season tournament. Like, it's. It's like – so I can kind of – like it kind of looks bad at the, from
0: that kind of angle where it's like, oh, now now it's like whoever
1: wins the in-season should be one of the – should be the favorite to win the actual whole thing.
0: But, but. keep in mind – keep in mind it's December 10th. We still have like a long way to go in the regular season. So yeah. it's like yeah. – like it's just – it's just a thing in the middle of the season. Like
1: – Yeah. Yeah. Like, come listen. College basketball does it. They do it with their like invitationals and stuff. They do it a
0: year round,
1: by the way. Yeah. So you know, it's not like it's a new idea to basketball. I don't, I don't like. I don't think they should do it in other sports. I know you were telling me before they should. They should try to figure out a way to do it in hockey. Hockey's I, different, and,
0: and I'll and I'll talk about why I like it in hockey. And I actually, that's kind of the main point that I'm getting to is I want to talk about it in hockey. But the other thing that I also want to say, and I think you agree. The reality is this is the, this is the stretch run of the NFL season, right? Yeah. This is the stretch run of the NFL season. And you know what we've done for the past 2 weeks, including last night when we're getting ready for NFL to like tomorrow technically, we actually sat down and watched NBA basketball. That's exactly what the NBA wants us to do. The NBA for the last 2 weeks has been in the public consciousness along with the NFL. And if you're an NBA fan, that's a great thing.
1: Oh, it's just, it's like, it's its perfect. I, I, sorry, I got sidetracked for a second, no, no just, be, just because, just because I saw apparently that even with the loss, Philly still controls their destiny for the division.
0: Oh, okay,
1: yeah, so, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because I think, no, but go ahead.
0: No, but, no, but, uh, no, you can continue with the division part. The fact that you control your destiny is a good thing. I think, I
1: I don't, I've been seeing conflicting reports, so I'm not quite sure how it's, how the tiebreakers and things work, but if both teams were to win out, obviously finish with the same record, I think they said that Philly would still end up on top because of conference record.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Is that, that is that true or does it or does, or does it go because the head to head doesn't matter at that point because you split.
0: But isn't the division record and then the conference record? I don't remember. Um, yeah,
1: but that, that, then the thing is that if if the Eagles end up end up winning their division games because uh who did Dallas is with well, that one one Dallas Yeah, because they'd have well no, they have, they'd have the same division record
0: then a same be conference head. record.
1: Yeah, and the Eagles would have a better conference record because the Eagles would finish I think Ten and two in the conference, and Dallas would finish nine and three.
0: Well, also, also to be honest, I don't think this really matters at this point because we still have such a long way to go. I yeah, think we'll worry then, about man, it when we get there.
1: They still have a tough schedule left, and the Eagles have probably the, they have the easiest schedule left. So, so listen, I'm I'm defeated for tonight. But hey, listen, I'm you know we're we're even though we're the fifth seed after tonight, we're still technically tied for the one seed.
0: So, so. Is a lot of other teams too, depending on what happens.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm not, I'm not. I'll be worried if we if we lose to Seattle next week. Then, then I'm done.
0: Yeah, I but don't that's not going to happen. For. Um, but but continuing with the in season tournament, it, that that's kind of the biggest thing for me about this whole in season tournament thing. The fact is, we're here on an NFL podcast time for the in season tournament. We've been talking oh, about basketball yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, that's good. That's a it's, good it's thing.
1: A, yeah. It's good. It's good that I think, you know, listen, it might, it might sound like we're taking away from the, you know, the football product and what we should, you know, be focusing on. But it's good when other sports get intense. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to cover it as much because, you know, people don't care about it as much because, you know, hockey's like the redheaded stepchild of the major four sports. But but if you look at the at hockey right now, both, com- I mean, it's so early. Yeah? We're only we're only like 30, like, we're only, like, like what, maybe 40% of the way in. But we're – every conference is decided by, like, eight points right now. Not even. So, like, hockey's doing well right now. Hockey's in a good place. Basketball, just had their season tournament, that's really great. Like, football's been a, a WTF thing all year. Like, and then you wait for even baseball to college? come around. Yeah. Even in college. Oh, don't even remind me about it. Don't listen. I, I'm done. Uh, Oregon pissed me off. Um, but, I mean, you know, so it's good that we're talking about other sports. You know, because it's, it's good when you – because when you have other sports – because here's the thing too. These are corporations. Yeah, at the end of the day, these are corporations.
0: Trying to make money.
1: Trying to make money. And so they're basically competing against each other. So when you there's, have more there's competition mutual to respect the league, There's
0: mutual respect for across the leagues, but you still want to make that money. You still want to be yeah. the talk of the town, and the NBA was for two weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, because the, the I mean, like because the NFL has been so sloppy. I mean, so ho- hockey, right, um, hockey, basketball, right, right, rightfully so, has been the main focus really for two weeks because it's it was actually a good product, a good idea. It worked. That's the biggest thing. No one like people. Yeah, listen, listen. I was one of the few people. I was like, I hate this Like I said, this I hate this this thing. Like I didn't like the fact that it was a that it was a thing. I thought it was stupid. And then as I'm watching the games, I'm like, this, this actually worked out pretty damn well. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know it's great for basketball. It's great because now it's going to push other sports to have some sort of to have better competition. Really, it should. It should. It should. It should in theory. I mean, it might not, but it should, in theory, have like a trickle down effect to the teams playing in other in other leagues. Like, hey, you know, or at least the, the owners of these teams. Hey, look, look at the product in the, all these other other companies. Right. So, you know, but at the same time, like, it's good. It's good that we're talking about basketball. It's good that we're getting involved with that. And listen, I I I need something. I need something to distract me from the pain of getting of getting of the Eagles getting their ass kicked two straight weeks. So, and by know, the way, I think
0: all of you Chargers fans in the this spot. I think you need as much distraction as possible. For the last oh yeah. Weeks. Um. I and mean,
1: like, and listen, for Chargers fans, it's like I, I'm like, man, I don't we know. We can't
0: talk about your team. You played. Yeah. You started Easton, You played one half with Easton Sick today. We can't talk and, about your team. We just can't do it.
1: And you scored zero points for what three and a half quarters? You didn't score for three and a half quarters. So. Like how can we even like listen, we're a Chargers pod, we know that. How can we even talk about it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um l- l- so so let me let me just lay out a proposal to you, Brandon. Yeah. About let me just lay it out the NHL in season tournament. Let let me lay this out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the groups would work because I'm not that familiar with like how hockey groups work. Um I think you maybe do it by division. I'm I don't know. However you want to have the group set. We have group play, right? Yep. And just like the NBA, group play, the quarterfinals and the semifinals all count towards in-season records. Right? Cuz that's 82 games anyway, just like it is in the NBA, right? Exactly. Yeah. So 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 you have the group play games, they count. You have the quarterfinals, they count semifinals they count and just like the NBA the finals its own separate thing. Sen them in groups nhl in season tournament here we go everyone's in. same sort of idea the whole way through knockout rounds play play in their own thing maybe do some cool things with the ice or something I don't know do do something boards whatever right make it a little festive right And then we have the semifinals and finals in Toronto put it in Toronto, put it in Canada, put it in the Mecca of, of hockey, put it in Toronto, put it in Edmonton, whatever. I'm just saying Toronto because, you know, Toronto. Put it in Toronto. Put it in Toronto. Let's have a huge event. Let's have a huge party for a entire week. Let's have two semifinal games and the final, which doesn't count. You get players get paid 500k or however much they want to do it. Coaches, same thing. It's the exact same model, basically. And then, yeah, some, two semifinal games that count towards the NC's record. The final doesn't. And let's just have a party in Toronto. How does this not work for the NHL? What I just laid out—the exact same thing that the NBA does. Does this not work for the NHL? If it's the same thing, would things have to be different, or do you think it just doesn't make sense altogether?
1: Well, let me let me let me ask this: how how were how was the the group stages determined for the NBA?
0: it was determined based on basically based on divisions. So you had like Pacific division teams playing each other kind of like Pacific and Northwest playing against each other. It was just basically based on divisions. Kind of like, do you remember how the NHL playoffs were in the bubble? How they had like the metropolitan teams play against each other kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like that to a degree. So it is based on divisions.
1: Because I was going to say that's, yeah.
0: Instead of making it, you know, how like the Pacific Division with like Vancouver and Calgary. So like that game would be like an in-season tournament game is basically my point versus yeah. just a normal regular season game. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I just want I just to check because I wanted to make sure it was, it was what I was thinking of. Yeah. But um, see, it counts towards 82. I just, man. The only thing that
0: doesn't count towards 82 is the final. The final is a separate thing.
1: See, I think the only thing that stops the hockey from doing it, and because remember they're always some of the slowest with the times, yeah, to with the times. So I don't think hockey does it because hockey just is that slow with the times. But I think that hockey doesn't do it also because how often were they playing? Well, let me ask this too. Because I wasn't watching all the games in the NCAA tournament. Were they playing games like? Like were they playing games like back to back to back? Were they playing a ton of games in a row like for a week or what? No,
0: no. So it started in the first week of November, and the in-season tournament games were Tuesdays and Fridays. That's it. The rest was just normal regular season. So basically, basically, how did let's just say it from this like Vancouver and Calgary playing on a Tuesday, like a random Tuesday in the regular season, right? Yeah. They would just it would just be counted as an in-season tournament game. So you had a couple games on national TV, right? You had a couple like on Tuesdays you would have a couple of in-season tournament games on TNT, but the rest would still be on local broadcasting. So it's still kind of the group stages would still kind of run from a broadcasting standpoint and in terms of it's just division games basically. So it just runs the exact same way, except there just has the in-season tournament label on it. And it's a knockout game or it's a group stage game, but they, so it wasn't back to back to back and they went from November to December, just one month of doing that essentially.
1: Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out how the NHL, because the NHL schedule is different than the NBA. Like they, because with the NBA, you can kind of play, you don't, they don't always do, but you can play more games in succession it's a shorter game, you know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's 48 minutes versus 60. So, yeah. and also hockey's more physical. So I just don't know how, how they would go about scheduling the games because it, because of hockey, you can't play, you can't have a tournament where they're playing games. Like, because like, I remember at the end of the season, they got to play games. Basically what? Just like every other league, they got to play games every day. But in hockey, you, like basketball, you can kind of fit the games closer together.
0: I, I get hockey that. Game, but, but, what, the... but what if you do like the same as the regular season kind of in the NBA? You kind of change the schedule a little bit. But let's say like a Tuesday and a Sat. Like I know we have Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday. So let's just say you do that, right? You have Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada. That's an in-season tournament day. And then you have like maybe a Wednesday on ESPN – or something like that it would be like an in-season tournament day, something like that, right? Why can't you just stack yeah. a bunch of games on those days, like have a lot of games, kind of kind of like how the NBA did it, where it's like, oh, there's like a 10-game day or an 11-game day or a 9-game day for the NHL for the in-season tournament. Is there a way that they could do that effectively?
1: I'm, I'm sure there is and you know I think they're they're smarter than than you know us to think you know think about every possible scenario yeah I just don't I just don't know because like the only thing I can just think about the only thing I keep coming back to is just that it's a different sport so it's like no, it's, it's and, like and
0: that's why I'm even, asking you this question that's why I'm asking you questions cause I think it would be a fabulous idea just logistically how does it get done
1: yeah and just because like like to like I'm also thinking about like the pace of play in the sport is different. The the physicality of the sport is different. So it's like, it's it's a good idea because you have you have basically the same you have basically the same amount of teams, you have basically you know it's 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 eighty two games
0: and it's basically the same um, schedule. They start around the same time and end yeah. around the same time. So
1: it it makes sense. It's just that hockey to me is like. You can recoup. Fa- I, I feel like you can. I mean, I could be wrong on this, and correct me if I'm if I am. But you recoup faster when playing basketball than you would playing a hockey game.
0: I'm not sure about. So that. like, but but the point is, for me, it's like, I feel like there's real incentive for hockey to do this for a couple things. One is, you can just well actually, there's three ways. One is you can just use the NBA model. The NBA I think would happily lend the model to the NHL. And be like, yeah, this model worked. We think it works for you. But, right, like, the commissioners are, you know, pretty tight in general for the leagues. I think that's fair. Two is, two is this. Two is, I think players watching the NBA would look at that and go, oh, yeah, playoff hockey's way better. What if we have a period of, like, actual playoff hockey in the regular season? And then, in turn... TNT, ESPN, CBC, TSN, Sportsnet... You know, all the major networks in US and Canada... Have that same thought of like... Oh, we can get people into this. We can get people to watch a lot of hockey. And the US product would benefit a lot from it, I think, as well. Seeing, you know, the best players play like in a tournament in the middle of the year. And then fourth... Toronto would be an insane hub for this... Just because Canada... Canada gets to show how big they are for hockey. That's an insane hub for a semifinal and final. So I think there's four like really good reasons to do this. The question is how the question is is that worth the timing? Do and the I think the most important part I think is my second point. Will players view this like it's a playoff hockey thing? And who's going to lead the charge like a LeBron James, like a Kevin Durant in basketball? To say, hey, this is important. This is important for young guys not making a lot of money. Who would lead the charge to actually make it important in hockey? And I'm not sure who those would be. Maybe it's Sidney Crosby. Maybe it's Ovi. Maybe it's Connor McDavid. Like, you know, because it's about the players. If the players treat it as sort of like playoff hockey, like the NBA guys did, then it's going to be a smart idea. The question is, do they?
1: Yeah, and I don't know. It's like we, we don't we don't know. We don't. It's just it's such an unknown. It's so interesting. I I like. I'm confident that they could, that they could do it. It's just that, you know, I, I, something in the back of my head keeps telling me that we're not thinking about every possible scenario.
0: No, we definitely are. So and I'm going like, to have an evolving conversation yeah. about this over the span of the month as we continue to kind of think about how this would work for hockey. Cause I just think there's so many benefits to doing it for hockey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there could, you would, you would probably, the only thing here is the thing though, because you'd be like, you would, you would probably be playing the incident term at the same time, right? As basketball.
0: Uh, I, you could, or you could start it at the end. You could make it throughout December so it's a little bit further along in the season you could do it where it doesn't yeah. basically what i'm saying is you could find a way to do it where it doesn't conflict with the nba in season tournament So, because imagine how crazy it would be for us we go from the nba in season tournament finishing up to the nhl in season tournament starting up like you could do it in december or something like that does that make sense
1: yeah. So no, it that's, how, no, it that's how I make think sense. about it.
0: That's how I think about it. But, yeah.
1: Like, like I'm trying – like, I'm also thinking, too, because if you play at the same – because it would be a mistake to play the NCAA tournament at the same time as the NBA because then you would get killed in the ratings.
0: Yeah, so you would do it at a separate time. Oh. And, by the way, I don't think the NHL gets yeah. killed that much by NBA playoff rankings. I think – playoffs, I mean – they both do pretty well because they're both really entertaining. But for the in-season tournament, I think you would have to push it to December and January. Which is fine because it's hockey. It's cold outside. Let's play some hockey, you know? Like, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like, it's... God, it's... it's. I think it's just a cool idea. You know? When it... When it it's just a matter of how they implement it
0: so it's Which I it's think like is a very complex issue that yeah owners bring this up yeah, to I bring, just don't bear, know. owners bring this up to Gary Bettman in the meetings and figure out a plan yeah. to do this for the next CBA I'd love to see it I'd or amend it if the players want it I hope there's some NHL players that would want it I hope there's some media members that ask. I would love to hear if NHL players would want it. I think, consensusly, they would say, yeah, we would like it. I just would love to see how it would be implemented. Because, again, you're right. I don't think we're thinking about all the possibilities for it.
1: I'm just trying to think of just... My head is spinning now. Now that you've planted the seed in my brain, now I'm like
0: my head is and now you've understood why I wanted to talk about this on the pod rather than text because I wanted to lay out kind of how this actually works like in voice versus text do you get it? so that we can actually think about yeah. it yeah
1: because the more I think about because at first I'm like there's no way they do this and I'm like but now we're talking about it I'm like well yeah there is probably a way they can do it <laughs> it's just like You know, it's just I'm trying to like I'm really trying to think of how they would do it. That's the only thing is like, you know, when they would do it because it can interfere with the NBA IST um, because it wouldn't make sense. And then just how they schedule, how they would schedule the games, if they would do it the same way or do it a different way or. You know all that stuff and then how they would go about schedule like the days where there's no in-season tournament games how they schedule like playing the games
0: um and then, like the other games around it and then when would you schedule like the Toronto trips like it would have to be like a big weekend and you know the NFL always puts on great and always puts on great festivities so you have to plan it around like Toronto because my first thought is Toronto you could do it in Vegas as well but I just like the idea of doing it in Canada it just it just feels right to me to do it in a place like Toronto or Edmonton or something like that. It just feels right to put it in Canada versus the U.S. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, do you agree with me though that you would put the semifinal and final in a place like Toronto over a U.S. city?
1: Yeah, mm, yeah. It, I mean, cause, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I mean, I mean, when it comes to hockey, hockey is a it's a Canadian sport. I mean, uh, but there's more more teams in the U.S., I think, right? There
0: is more teams in the U.S. But I'm also thinking about the fact that, like, they put—I'm thinking about also the NHL bubble. They did the NHL bubble in Toronto and Edmonton. Well, also part of it was, you know, laws and different things at the time. But I also just—I would feel like it would be robbery to not give a big metropolitan—well, not metro, whatever. Like, what I'm saying is, like, a big city— a big Canadian city, the in-season tournament, because it's a Canadian sport. And I just think it would be kind of wrong to do that. Plus, I think I think doing it in Canada is just a vibe. I just think it would be such a vibe to do it in Canada, which is very weird. But that shows you how much I like Canada.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Also about, I mean, it's not gonna have any. It's not gonna have any effect on this. But then. You know, you got the outdoor. You got the stadium series games with the NHL. Oh, so like that's already that's already been. Oh,
0: really I, ha- so I have. have an idea about that too. That's actually a cool idea. What if instead of just scheduling the stadium series, like, like for example, oh, this is this is a great idea. The final week of the in-season tournament, or something like that, or maybe the quarterfinals. Yeah, let's do it for the quarterfinals. The quarterfinal because the quarterfinals were in home arenas. Yeah, they were in the NBA. How about this for an idea? The quarterfinals are Stadium Series games. All of them.
1: Ooh. All yeah, that's of different, them. and I like that, and it and it gives more people a reason to want to go to the games because it's something different. It's
0: and unique. and and how about this for another cool idea? The Winter Classic. Oh, because we're doing it in in in, in, uh, in December, and the the Winter Classic game, if we can schedule it somehow, I don't think this would work. But the not just the Stadium Series, but the Winter Classic game is also a selected quarterfinal game. How about mm. that? Maybe just a thought. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll but I like this. that. I. I like also, that idea. I'll say this. The Stadium series has kind of lost its luster in my opinion. The winner is the winner classic. The stadium series has lost its luster. How about the quarterfinal games in stadium series? Let's do it. Yeah. I and think was, that sounds dope. And also too, look, yeah, and
1: instead, instead of you know, instead of instead of you know one stadium, you know, getting maybe two games, you get a whole bunch of games in different and different, you know, stadiums throughout the yeah, league, depend- but it wouldn't
0: be home depend- it would be i still put it at home like i put like for example i put the bruins they play in fenway if the bruins make the quarterfinals and yeah. they're at home they play in fenway there you go somehow we find yeah. a way to do that the kraken make it they play in t-mobile park screw it yeah yeah
1: and then obviously obviously with the devils you put them in MetLife. life
0: there you go done. so done yeah. there's your quarterfinal yeah
1: and then, and then obviously, if you have something where it ends up being like a Devil's Rangers game, having a Met Life is perfect because you get the New York crowd and the Jersey crowd.
0: Yeah, can you imagine so, how sick that would be?
1: Yeah, so it it makes sense. I like Stadium Series. Like, I like the Stadium Series. I want to go to the one. I want to go to Devil's Flyers this year. I'm still trying to get to that, to that game. But um, yeah, but what
0: about an idea even the I mean, Devil? In- but, but do you like the idea of making the Stadium Series the quarterfinal venues? Just to add another yeah, an no, element to it, so it's not just a re- more yeah, basic regular season game.
1: Yeah, I definitely do because you can put them in, in any open air football slash you know baseball stadium in in America or wherever the teams play. So you could you could literally put that. I mean, I don't know how many teams would actually have a a, a an arena like a team that's close by that they can stick. An outdoor game in?
0: I mean, some of them could, yeah, yeah. or or like, uh, or some like indoor basketball stadium or something. I don't know. It would also be weird logistically for yeah. the arenas, but I'm sure they could figure something out.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. because you also got to realize, you also got to realize, too, logistically, it changes some plans because, like, you know, like I go back to the Devils. I mean, the De- I mean, you know, the Rock's not far from. MetLife, but it's it's far enough to the point where it's like a good half hour away. So it's like, you know, you're going from from that, you know, a half hour difference doesn't seem like a lot, but it can be logistically for both peep, for both fans and for for Players. the teams. Yeah, so, so
0: that would be maybe you know, more well, of a logistical nightmare than we're thinking. But why not add some pizzazz to the stadium series and potentially the Winter Classic?
1: Yeah. And I, and I like that idea. I, I like the idea of having, you know, multiple open air stadiums, or you know, or at least different stadiums are not used for hockey, you know,
0: to host have, the quarterfinals. Kind of to host the quarterfinals, and then I still want the big like yeah. Toronto event. And hell, we're not gonna put we're not gonna put the the game in Toronto in the Maple Leaf Stadium. We'll put it somewhere bigger. We'll put it in a CFL stadium or something. Screw it. Like why not? I don't see why that's an issue.
1: Yeah, you could put. You could probably put. Um, I was gonna say you could. You could probably easily put like, like the Maple Leafs for Toronto. You could easily put them at at uh the Blue Jays Park, the Bell Center. Whatever there is the Bell Center, not the Bell Center. What the hell is it? Yeah. The Scotiabank, uh. Scotia
0: Bank, whatever. Or, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, you could easily. Yeah. Wh- you could easily do that for the Blue Jays, and then that could also be the site for. The semi-final and final games. Yeah. And by the way, can you so, imagine... I mean, and also, something else. Can you imagine, like, the ESPN and TNT crews merged for the semi-final and final? Can you imagine they also merge for hockey? God damn! Jesus.
1: What's it's sick? See, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's cool. It's inter- It's a real interesting idea. That, But like I said, the only thing that's going to stop is that the NHL is so slow to change that it's, like... You know, it like other sports were were pretty modern, you know. Even in the early two thousands, like like the NHL didn't didn't get rid of like the two line pass that had been a thing in hockey since like the late eighteen hundreds. They didn't get rid of that until like the mid two thousands. It took that long, and everybody knew that that was stupid. Like, and then you know, like it's like they don't make changes when they need to like quick enough. Uh, so that's one thing that scares me about about doing there's like how how long do we have to wait to see that come to fruition and then when it does get here how well will that play out also yeah. will that turn like hockey fans tend to be very very traditionalist My, like their the mindset tends to be like very very very
0: where we change constantly yeah
1: yeah so so I, I, I the only thing is how would it be received the in-season tournament idea for hockey because you know, you're the only one bringing it up. Like, I haven't seen anybody else even talk about it, even when the NBA was going on. And I know people who are fans of NBA teams and NHL teams and stuff like that. And nobody else brought it up. Like, you're the only one to I bring it be up. So I'm trying the only one to think bring it up,
0: but I just love playoff hockey so much. Why not do it in the regular season? Why not do something like this in the regular season somehow? It seems yeah. like a brilliant I still, idea. I,
1: yeah, I, I think it's doable. It's just, you know what kind of response, basically the response time from the league and also the response by fans, what are you going to get in terms of the response is going to be the real challenge, I think. Because I think – I mean, I wouldn't say it's foolproof, but it definitely is a really good idea
0: It's the more not, I think about it. A, it sounds it's, really it's, interesting. It's not a perfect idea because there's a lot of logistical things. But that's why the NBA molded this idea for, what, four years before they did it? Three years? Like, it takes time to figure it out. And also, even with the NBA, we kind of all kind of hated it for a while. And then we got used to it. I think NHL fans would have the same sort of reaction. Yeah. So, anyway. There there we go. There's our post-credit scene. What if the NHL had an in-season tournament? I And, and here's how we would present it. We might talk about it more as time goes on, thinking about it more logistically. Uh, because... It definitely I, I just think it's a fascinating idea i just love playoff hockey i want to see more of it why not again why not do it in the regular season but that's kind of all i had we are doing lost in translation for our movie this week um it's our romantic film this week uh and we're doing it tomorrow um probably really early because the games are probably going to be ass Tomorrow or Thursday, I guess, but yeah, pretty much tomorrow. The 2003 comedy romance. It's only an hour and 41 minutes. Um, and it won the Jeez. Academy Award for writing. It's on Netflix, by the way, Brandon. Um, actually, uh, so that's pretty good. Interesting. So, if, so if you want to watch it with us, it is on Netflix. Um, so, Brandon, do you have anything else before we call it a night?
1: Uh. Um. Not that I'm thinking about, about but I, I'm just trying to figure out. God, I'm just trying to figure out because now we have the update finally. Of it says now the Eagles dropped from the one, number one seed to the number five seed in the NFC with their loss to Dallas. Philly still controls the path to win the NFC East, but right now Dallas has it, which is currently true right now. Yeah. But then I see I, I see a couple comments saying that that's not true. So, what's not true about that?
0: I, I, I'm not sure. But I think we'll find out more tomorrow. There'll be some clarification tomorrow, I think. Uh, and we can talk about it yeah. more tomorrow. Because I want to wait and kind of see how it shakes out. Because we also, and by the way, we also still have NFC games going on tomorrow. Of course, not as much of an importance. But I, I think we'll get more of a sense, especially with the Giants playing tomorrow, too. Um, so, that kind of affects it to a degree. A uh, very small degree, but to a degree. Uh, but oh,
1: so apparently, apparently, even with the loss today, it's very complicated because Philly only has still two losses in conference because they've lost three games, but two of them are in conference. Cowboys have three losses in the conference, so apparently Philly only drops to the two seed, not the five
0: weird yeah i don't know i but don't know i don't know what to say about that it's, it's, I'm so confused it, dude i don't know
1: it's very it's very complicated right now like uh but apparently one of the updates on on google so like google updates something you know, kind of live as it happens so apparently they are the two seeds still so dallas is still the five seed so i don't but, i don't know how it works
0: i don't understand how it works but what? my biggest thing to say to that is we're in week what 13 uh we still have a long way to go. Yeah and a lot's gonna fucking change yeah. in the last like six weeks. And and if if if
1: if, if we write the ship next week, then I then I think
0: we, we finish the division
1: off. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see.
0: Oh my god. Of, a lot of Eagles this week because we just literally can't handle time about the Chargers. And Eagles Cowboys was yeah. basically the well, game of the week. And, and we talked about how bad the NFL is as a whole, which includes the Chargers. So there we yeah. go. Um and also so, not
1: for nothing, man. I mean I'm not i know i'm i know i'm being homerish too but also there's gonna be a lot of eagles talk anyway just because right now their path to to whatever seed they end up in is very confusing
0: it's also very important because for there's the rest so much of, that goes it's also into really it really important for the rest of the nfc like every week is gonna be yeah late. um like, but yeah yeah i don't even want to talk about the Monday night games uh we've already kind of said how bad the matchups are um let me know if you see Joe and Troy down in your neck of the woods, Brandon. You might see them getting coffee in the next couple of days or whatever. Uh, but that, or that no, might be yeah. that might be
1: interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm interested because listen, I haven't seen them yet, and they've come here before, so I, I I would love to be able to, but I don't I don't think they do. I think they stay at the hotel that's near that's across the way right there. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll talk about the games probably briefly tomorrow, unless it's surprisingly good like last Monday night, and uh, we'll do loss and translation with Shane well for Brandon and I hope you enjoyed our NFL talks hope you enjoyed our in-season tournament stuff because Brandon and I have been kind of teasing this I guess in the chat to talk about the in-season tournament and also see what the NHL yep. could do about it so I definitely think that was a very interesting conversation to have on the pod so I'm glad we had it on here uh but for Brandon for Shane who's gonna be here tomorrow and for myself we thank you as always for listening and we'll see you back here tomorrow night
1: Yep. Take care, guys.